On this week's episode of Friend Code, we're here to talk about Pokemon. Big Pokemon. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Friend Code. I'm your host, Michael Damiani. This week, I'm joined by Brandon Jones, Ben Moore. Woo we're doing a special episode here of Wooloo. Woohoo. Is that, was that Wooloo or Woohoo for the Pokemon? Wooloo, yeah. I thought it was Wooloo. You just said Wooloo, right? That was yeah, not I said a mistake. Wooloo. Yeah. Wooloo. Yeah. yeah. That, uh, we're, you're, you're making me think, was it Wooloo? I think it was Wooloo. <laughs> it's like, I got it written down here. We'll get to it at some point. Okay. I'll double check it. But yeah, if you didn't guess, we have a lot to talk about in regards to Pokemon. We got Pokemon on the brain because. We just watched a Pokemon Sword and Shield Direct that aired earlier today, so we're jumping in to do a special episode of Friend Code. Um, we're also going to start off by talking a little bit about the Pokemon press conference that happened last week as well, and uh, I feel excited because we're kicking off E3 and it's not even E3 yet, and I feel like all these big announcements, it feels like more and more announcements are happening before the week of E3. It's like kind of cre- this creep that's been happening. Yeah. I feel like somebody tricked me. Like, <laughs> like I, I just, it's it's so much is happening. Like, the Death Stranding was, was a big moment yes. for that. Um, and, like, no one told me, but I just stumbled into E3. And they're like, <laughs> welcome, hey, glad you could join us. Just, We've been here all you, week. You have these, like, weird E3 dreams, like, the week <laughs> yeah. leading up to it, where you're like, whoa, I had a crazy dream last night. This game called Pokemon Sleep got announced, and, like, right. new legendary is just a big shield face. It's crazy. It's like, are we going <laughs> to get to a point, face. Jones, where we just have, like, an um, E3 month, essentially, because this creep, it's, just, it's this not just this week, before, the week, even the last week we had stuff, Yeah. and if we start going further back, we, 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 we went up to the, Judges yeah. Week, so like, it starts with Judges Week, and we're just having announcements going up till like, the, the end of just, E3 now. Now. The pre-summer games bash. <laughs> oh, I like this. It's I'm way big, down. It's always an exciting time. Yeah. But today we're going to focus on Pokemon, and we're going to start with a Pokemon cre- uh, press conference that happened last Tuesday. Pokemon Company got together and made a bunch of announcements, but specifically they made four game-related announcements that would be of interest to us. And uh, I think let's start with the first one, which I'm kind of excited about, is Detective Pikachu is getting a sequel, Detective Pikachu yeah. 2, coming to Switch. And that was a thing. <laughs> so are you, are you excited because you played through Detective Pikachu so here's on the 3DS? Word, so here's the crazy thing, Ben. Yeah. I have not. Uh-huh. Um, but I've heard how similar the plot points are from the game and the movie. Oh, so you're going to try to I'm gonna, use the, your, but, the movie. But Ben, on. the reason I was getting excited at first was because I mm. thought maybe they're going to announce, oh, and one's also coming. The first one's going to come to Switch as well. Yeah, I definitely had a moment where I thought, did they announce that? Because it, def- it seems like something that could happen. <sighs> I, I wonder if it's something because it doesn't have a date or anything. Yeah, this is something yeah. they could do, follow up with, and it could be like a pre-order bonus. It's something that's still on the in the realm of possibility. They do a bundle with the movie and the the game on Switch. Oh gosh, yeah. yes. There you go. I think I think it makes sense not to announce that now if they are yeah. do have plans to do it though, because then it's so confusing. Because then if you didn't see the movie but you're kind of interested in it and you like Pokemon Go, but you're like looking to explore more Pokemon, and then there's like this remaster announcement of the first game on Switch, and then two is coming, but then there's the movie also, and you're like, I'm what is going on? How does the movie relate to any of this? Whereas if you just announce two, now it's like, well, there's the movie and the game, and that's all you need to know. And then yeah. right before two comes out. There's another game. Yeah. You're like, oh, there's more of this than even like after launch. This also feels like, like uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield's time, where it's like this yeah. is what we're oh, yeah. focusing on yeah, right yeah, this yeah. moment. The, 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 all, a lot of the stuff that we're going to go over is announced for 
later. It, yeah. it feels like it's going to be almost post Sword and Shield era stuff yeah. as, as we'll get through it. Pokemon uh, Detective Pikachu 2 also makes me a little bit optimistic in that the once the game component comes out, that there's will be material for a sequel to the film as well. Yeah, it, this is kind of, this is more these announcements about like the the expanded Pokemon <laughs> universe is yeah. essentially the like they talked about. It was kind of surreal to hear them talking about. We've reached this moment where Pokemon is even like actually to them is mainstream. It's like a cultural phenomenon. Sure. I was like, wait, what has it been before this one? Right. No. Like, Just this. <laughs> yeah, Casual. this underdog, this Pokemon. <laughs> Really, finally getting some attention. Yeah. It's been like it's just this has been like kind of like working hard, and scrapping to get by for the last twenty years, and now it's finally had its. I'm like, yeah. no, that's okay. Interesting yeah. take on that, but these are obviously meant to appeal to a wider audience to bring in even more. It's like where do you go from where Pokemon's at now to try and get new people? Mm-hmm. And these next few announcements, I think, were designed to sure. cater to the largest possible audience. So beyond Detective Pikachu 2, another announcement, I think, this might be a, the most exciting announcement to, I think, core Pokemon game fans, uh, was Pokemon Home. Yeah. Which is a cloud-based storage for your Pokemon, uh, kind of like the Pokemon Bank, and you'll be able to essentially transfer Pokemon to Pokemon Home from Pokemon Bank, uh, the 3DS Pokemon games, Pokemon Go, Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, and Sword and Shield once it releases later this year. And this is a thing. I remember talking with Kyle about this. He felt this was a big deal. He was telling me that this is something people have been wanting for a long time. And it is nice to – one of the things that people love about Pokemon is catching and kind of like forming a special bond with each Pokemon they catch. Giving them a name. And wanting to – and they talked about – the Pokemon company talked about – the desire to allow you to take that Pokemon along with you on your journey forward, essentially. No more having to leave it behind because it can't be transferred forward anymore. And I kind of like that. I, I like that. And this is a solution here. But uh, I know, I feel like, Jones, you would have, you, you've had some concerns about this, the, the home. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm just not past. interested. Oh, you're just not interested. Okay. Yeah, and, and that's a weird – Ben, that's like a weird thing for me in Pokemon. It's like I did play Red and Blue and then uh, – Red specifically, and then I played um, Pokemon Sun. And when I played Sun, like I had no desire to bring my old Pokemon in. I'm like, I'm good. I got a okay. lot. I got a lot of Pokemon in here. And I don't know like what I would achieve with them. It would be fun to see them. You know, like I, I think throughout the years – like this is something – it reminds me of when I did uh, – when I started doing Disneyland half marathons because they had started doing them like – two years earlier and then there came one time where I couldn't do one and I was like cool with skipping it because if I had been to the very first one then I'd be like no I have to do it because mm-hmm. I've been to them all you know and so it's like I, I gotta, gotta catch them all and so because I haven't experienced so much of this franchise it's like I think if I was in if I'd you know played Red and Blue in the you know in the, in the 80s or 90s then uh, there's no question this would be a big, big deal for me. But now it's like, I kind of, lore-wise, I've, I've played two completely unique characters in this world, and I'm, I'm excited about going to Sword, uh, Pokemon Sword, playing a new character, and then having this be their Pokemon, you know, where I'm not like, we, well, you know, like, I, I love Johnny, my original Charizard, but, like, it'd be weird having Johnny and this dude together. I'd be like, no, no, that's the, you know, that's the Pokemon of the guy that was in Red and Blue, which is ridiculous, but, uh, yeah. My, my hope... Damiani, and this might be too optimistic, is you're going to be able to interact with people and, and trade with your phones. That's going to be something about... Because there's going to be a yeah, right, phone component for this. About, yes. about Pokemon Home. And to me, that is potentially the most exciting thing. And this, again, this might be too optimistic, but I think about the times where 
I've been the most infatuated, like just most, just completely head over heels obsessed, like it was the only thing in my life, is when it felt like it was going on around me. It felt like my friends were really into it, whether it was the card game or the Game Boy games or even Pokemon Go. One thing that I really appreciated about Pokemon Go is it was kind of magical just going outside, like going to a movie or something and seeing people whip out their phones playing Pokemon. Yeah. I was like, oh, are they? Yeah, th- they are. <laughs> and it just, yeah. I don't know, it just it just kind of makes it feel like this larger-than-life thing. And I would love to have that interaction with Pokemon Home. I'd love to be out somewhere and be like, are they? They're training Pokemon. I wonder what they're training. And just just having this feeling that that Pokemon just doesn't exist inside these games. It doesn't just exist on the internet. It's out there. So. And I that... that what you just explained right there accomplishes one of the goals they were setting out to do, which is basically get people talking, thinking about Pokemon in different environments, essentially, beyond the game, essentially, going out in public. Like, that's like what Pokemon Go was all about, is right. going out, interacting, also trying to promote something that was like more of a healthier entertainment lifestyle, right. essentially. Yeah, but this as well, it's like more of the social aspect of it that you can go out and see people, even if you're. Not thinking about Pokemon, you see other you you see people trading Pokemon on the yeah. phone. It's like no, there's another place I'm seeing Pokemon. You're thinking about it. It's just raising awareness for it, and mm-hmm. it shows. I think it helps show people that oh, there are other people. If you were just like restricted to the games only and never saw anyone else playing them, but you, yeah. you obviously know other people play them. But like actually seeing it happen in places you never expected before is a little reaffirming. I feel yeah, uh, and it's a good feeling. It I, I think it just kind of really fits with what makes Pokemon kind of inherently exciting because I, I remember it was right at around the start of Pokemon Go and I I was going crazy with it and I really wanted a Dragonite. And a Dragonite spawned, like, a couple of neighborhoods down, like, a couple streets down. And I, like, went all the way over there. And there were, like, people in cars and, like, uh, <laughs> like, diff- like separate groups of people in this neighborhood. Never met them in my life. All going to get this Dragonite. And then, like, speeding off. And it just, it felt really exciting. Yeah. Whereas, like, if it was just on my own, like, if I was just sitting at home and I saw a Dragonite, it, it's still exciting. But the fact that you can see other people and share in that, I think, does... There's something about that real-world connection that I think makes it more special. Yeah. And going to your point, Jones, I was thinking about it a little bit, too, while we're having this discussion in the back of my mind. It does seem a little strange to me because I personally have, up until maybe last year, I never felt a strong desire to bring any of my Pokemon forward with me. I'm like with you. I appreciate what Pokemon Home's trying to do. Mm. But in my mind, when you were explaining your thoughts, Jones, to me, I said... I'm taking my Pikachu from Let's Go Pikachu with me immediately into Pokemon. Like at some point when I'm allowed to, sure. I will bring them into Pokemon Sword Shield. But then I thought about like, like your argument and what Kyle Bossman just in a voice in my head saying, "Context, Damiani. Yeah. Why would my Pokemon leave its trainer? Like, I mean, said, they, uh, yeah. yeah, like I wonder <laughs> if they ever account for that in this system. Saying, "Why would your Pokemon abandon your trainer? Like, will they ever co- like, all your old trainers just have no Pokemon? Yeah, like, anymore. is it They're like, just in oh, the world, it's like, so long? It's so long work. after your trainer died. <laughs> the thing <laughs> that's like, uh, <laughs> like rough for me is I just I had this period." when I got older and, like, Pokemon wasn't cool anymore, I was like, oh, dang. Okay. And I sold my Game Boy games. Mm. And I, I wish I hadn't done that. Because yeah. if, if I had a way to carry all those Pokemon that I captured as a kid and bring them to me now, I, I think I would have that connection. Because yeah. I'm not as attached to what I have captured in my adult life. I just think when a company like this presents 
uh, a system designed to organize data, I just immediately think about lore. You know, I just it's really important to me. <laughs> I just think about what does this mean for these worlds? You know, and, and uh, gameplay yeah. functionality aside. I just emotionally, I want to know what is this? Is <laughs> what, my what Pikachu? Is, this is it going to have all like the nice like accessories I put on it? The hat, the glasses. If it has, will it come yeah. with those, or is it going to be like plain? But I never basic yeah, Pikachu. I, I never dabbled in bank or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. If this does have a system where it chronicles like you know, uh, once you just put a Pikachu in here, you check that Pikachu box. I could see myself getting obsessed with that, being like, oh no, why did I ever download this? Don't. Because then it's like. Oh no! This one Pokemon that's only in you know gold silver. It's like oh no, <laughs> maybe it, maybe it's time finally they offer a Surface Jones or they you said Chronicle. What if they show you the story of that Pokemon once you load the bank? Like it yeah. shows like oh what day, game it, it went was. here. It, cool, it, like yeah. it tells its that stories. So, great, so it's yeah. like turning pages. Oh yes, <laughs> yes, make yeah. it happen. Tell a story, database. Tell a story. Your Pokemon has its story, <laughs> and that'll be like the next feature they do is a paid add-on for that. Um, besides. Pokemon Home does seem very exciting. Uh, I think it's going to be very useful to a lot of people. It's not coming till next year, though. I, I think they won't. There's some questionable reactions to that I saw uh, from people in comments uh, for the presentation saying, so why is it coming that late? Why mm. not sooner? I, I would, right. Best guess would be because now we know Sword and Shield is coming out in November. Maybe they want to give that some time and then release that afterwards to keep interest up maybe i i i yeah i was trying mm. to think of like valid reasons it's not it really isn't that important important it's coming it'll be out and uh yeah i think it'll be a, a good thing to have i think it might just be a part of this this budget you know this this next wave of products i think it was just mm. like a part of that that spending and then now they're developing it where you know like before maybe they made the decision to greenlight a lot of this stuff like sword and shield is already happening like the moment the switch you know uh, you know, the, the this company got word of the switch. <laughs> they started working on it. Um, yeah, because that, that does seem oddly timed. That seems like something that they would release when it's ready. So, I, I you know, it's probably not ready. Yeah, I wonder if there'll be any kind of a... We'll, we'll get to it later, actually. Um, there, there, I have some... A patron has a question about cool. a tie-in with that that might explain something like that. But this is only the second of their four announcements. After that, they announced Pokemon Masters. This is the mobile game that's being made in collaboration with DNA, mm-hmm. uh, mobile game, a mobile specialist who partnered with the Nintendo on Switch development as well. And this is a game that is going to focus on the wide range of your favorite Pokemon gym leaders and trainers that have been like featured throughout the Pokemon series. It's gonna focus on Brock in all his glory. Shirtless Brock. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was the that was easily That's the what I meant by yes. all his glory. Yes. <laughs> I, uh, yes. Um it is uh we got seen in action. I was actually surprised um seeing like footage of it running and yeah. uh, I saw some initial knee jerk reactions saying, oh it's a gotcha game. But then they showed the gameplay and it was Three-on-three trainers, each with a unique Pokemon fighting each other. So I don't know if it's actually going to be gotcha or not. Um, I would be really surprised if it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, And we talked about this on the Easy Allies podcast. Because they're focused on the trainers, that makes just such good gotcha fodder. Like, you're going to want the trainers that you're most attached to. It it just seems like that presentation lines up. It makes sense. My question is then, how... Are the Pokemon they drew in the the Pokemon they threw out to fight each other? Are those those trainers trademark Pokemon's that were signed? In? Those have got to be able to change. Like, yeah, I'm curious about like the Pokemon. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I have to go back. Yeah. and watch it and look it up and so double check. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I, yeah, the I don't know. Is I don't know. Yeah, like I mean, that's what I'm like trying to like figure out. That that's why I'm doubting. Like, is 
yeah, because how are you gonna have the? How do you select the Pokemon? Are you bringing them in from another Pokemon game? Are you catching them in that game? Mm -hmm. Do they just automatically come with a type of Pokemon? Maybe the Pokemon is the gotcha part of it or something. Could be. Yeah, but it doesn't, the trainer, it doesn't the seem like it would focus on capturing it all. I get yeah, like the trainer part of it does scream gotcha. It's just yeah. the, the 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 team makeup is uh, and the Pokemon draw. I I, I feel like there's. A l something slightly different there that we have still yet to see. Yeah, that might make it not a not your just typical straightforward gotcha. Where like, yeah. oh, I want that five star version of Brock. Essentially, like, shirtless sure, right. Brock is only five star. One star and uh, like, one star through four star. It hit Brock <laughs> he has just a shirt. gets progressively more shirtless <laughs> yes. as the rarity goes up. <laughs> That's the up. five star yeah. Brock right there. And do the stars determine what Pokemon they have with them? Maybe, maybe they have a stronger yeah, Pokemon or the or level. Yeah. That, like, there's a skill tree that's Pokemon based, so you can like, you know. Focus um, on one Pokemon to, to evolve it. Just play with it more, or everything you know. we said is probably wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I'll admit I didn't dive into any if they put any more info out there about it uh, in the time since. It's also surprising because I thought the week before this press conference they announced the collaboration, I believe, between DNA and Nintendo about a new mm -hmm. mobile Pokemon coming out. I thought it said 2020, but this is coming out in this year. By end of these this year, we're gonna have Pokemon Masters. Mm. So well, there's only got to be like 30 to 40 trainers, right? Total across all the games. So there's like what, like a handful from each game. So I mean, you have eight trainers for each. G oh, because oh, the gym leaders too. Okay. The gym leaders. Well, I'm just compa I'm comparing yeah. this to other gotcha games like Fire Emblem and Star Wars and Marvel have like and hundreds. DC. It's like yeah. yeah, that's endless. And so it's like. Um, I feel like when it well, so it's got a different gotcha, Pokemon. I think with gotcha, I I do think there are a lot of trainers that they could pull yeah. from. But what they do with Gotcha, so like Fire Emblem, for example, it's like, all right, here's the summer version of these characters mm -hmm. oh, and they're boy. separate units. Uh, yeah. Star Wars go. does that a little bit, but yeah, not. Yeah. Yeah. But it makes sense because it's like old Han and young Han. You know, you can see them coming. Like when when Solo got announced, we were like, oh, okay. We're like, or, or the yeah. Lando's in the new one. We're like, can't wait to get old Lando. Right. Great. I feel, like, <laughs> I feel like the truth about Gotcha is they will never run out of ways of getting you to sure. spend money. Oh, yeah. yeah. Of course. So that's that that's happening. Seven star Brock. But of everything we talked about, they all these previous three announcements pale in comparison to the shock value of their final announcement. The easiest one to make fun of, for sure. They 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 start off a trailer showing Pokemon Go, essentially what it did in their minds, what it did for people, essentially get people out and being active. And then feeling themselves. Yeah, just just a little bit, just a <laughs> tiny bit. And then they dropped it on us. Pokemon Sleep. And it's like, is this is this a joke? Is it, it I, I feel like there this must this might be I like this wait, they're not known for pulling fast ones on us and making jokes like this, but no, this is a real thing. This is a device that you'll have that will like monitor your sleep and their goal is to promote better sleeping habits for people. So while Pokemon Go is healthy, get out, be more active. Oh, you also need to sleep a bit, and you should, you know, sleep, you know, on a routine schedule. You should take care of yourself. And this is a, a dev again a device. <laughs> when I pulled it out, I thought it was gonna be something radical looking. It was just like a little Pokeball looking yeah, circle. It was, to, yeah, yeah, it was nothing. I definitely <laughs> had that moment. Where I was like, oh, yeah. yeah I was like, oh, I was gonna be a cool wristband or like a head thing or something. No, it's just just something you lie next to you that kids will easily knock over and lose or something yeah. like that. It just has to be replaced. Your cat's gonna walk away with it three in the morning. Yeah, uh, and it, it was like a gameplay experience tied to it like let your pokemon i guess get experience based on your sleep and yeah this is so insane it it's weird yeah. and definitely silly but when i think about 
kind of everything that they have going on, it makes a little bit more sense in context because you have Pokemon Sword and Shield, which is coming to Switch, which I feel like you, you kind of know, like, that's, that's something that's reliable in, in terms of audience reaction to it, I feel like. And then you have this movie, which did really well, which is this kind of new venture for them. Um, and then you have them doing something different from Pokemon Go, but if our guess is correct, they're taking a format that they already know is successful and will probably translate really well to Pokemon. And then you have Pokemon Sleep, which is taking the lessons that it learned from Pokemon Go and, and expanding upon it. And so I think that makes sense. Like, just from a pure business perspective, I think they've, they've kind of, like, expanded and put all of their, their different, like, seeds in different pots, as it were. And it, it makes sense. Like, if Pokemon Sleep was the only thing Pokemon was talking about, that would be really oh, weird. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. considering how much they have going yeah, on yeah. and all the different kind of needs that those things are filling, I think it makes sense. My, I no, I agree with that. Like it, 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 that's a more elegant way of putting what they're trying to do with Pokemon Sleep. Mm-hmm. I feel like Pokemon Go, to a, a really good extent, uh, achieved what they kind of like. They're they're kind of like marketing push for this. Oh, it's it's about being active. It's about being getting out. It really did do that. People yeah. were doing that. They were excited about this. This I feel is not going to go over as well. For two reasons. I, I feel that you can't force yourself to go to sleep. Whereas going out and being active, it's something you can, you can do. It, 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 like, I'm worried that despite this claiming to make you have better sleep habits, it's gonna people are going to, you know, I can't wait to see that headline saying, like, person shows up late to work every day because they claimed I was, like, oversleeping to get better Pokemon, you know, sleep experience or something like that. It might have the potential to backfire on some people in that regard. But that's true of anything. But the real issue I think I have is I feel like people are going to find a way to game it because Pokemon Go obviously had a way – people found a way to cheat, but they got punished for it yeah. because they were able to, like they could tell you weren't really going to those locations. I don't know how they're going to be – like people are just going to find a way to like let it just like being sleep mode. Yeah, but <laughs> even even that like is kind of a win for them because if you if you have somebody like – just obsessed with gaming it and trying to get whatever they can. Like they're still really engaged with it. I think that's what they care about is engagement. And you're gonna go to sleep every night. You're gonna wake up every morning. I mean, you know, relatively, yeah, you could expect that. <laughs> it's not absolutely true, but I think generally you could expect sleep? that. And you think about mobile games, right? And they they want you to be checking in as often as possible. They want you to check in once a day. We'll give you a bonus for that. Sleeping kind of naturally fits in with that. Like if if they can train you to be in a rhythm, it's like okay, first thing I'm gonna do when I wake up is check my Pokemon Sleep app. What did I get? Oh, cool. Maybe it was more than I was expecting. Like that, in like kind of a super gross way, makes a lot of sense. If you can prime yourself to be the thing that you check every morning when you wake up, that can be very powerful. I think, uh, in in terms of like engagement for a mobile game thing. I mean, I, I see that from business perspective, it's a win for them because mm-hmm. no matter what they're doing, they're engaging with it. My concern, to try and better express my concern, is that I feel like players will eventually become detached from the the kind of like the the RP of it, like the, the the buy-in. Whereas like Pokemon Go, I think people bought into what it was. Yeah. They they believed it, and then they saw it in practice, and they felt 
really engaged by it and, sure. and wanting to do it because they saw everyone else doing it. Whereas Pokemon Sleep, I, I, I feel like as time goes on, in a shorter time span, I worried it will see people that just don't buy into it anymore. They'll just either like leave it on the side and like they might they'll leave it like just AFKing or whatever and like come back in a few days like oh as long as I check it every few days it'll be like they'll 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 figure it out but and like the people hear stories online that oh like it's not as it's not fun it, it, it's something that it, it's not bringing people together I'm it's, not sure it needs yeah. to be that though because okay. like if 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 it is just super reliant on being standalone I'm totally with you I I I'm, I agree with those points. But if it just enhances or amplifies things that you're doing in Pokemon Go, like there's a sizable group of people that are still dedicated Pokemon Go players, and if this is adding a new facet to that game, it doesn't have to be that exciting on their own. It just has to give them something for a game that they're already engaged with. Yeah. You know? uh, no, I could definitely... I, you know what? I mean, I definitely see that. And I think the strong... Because, I mean, I think I argued... My argument kind of supports what you just said because right. people are so obsessed with Pokemon Go that they the Pokemon Sleep component of it comp, will complement it right. that they will that will make them care enough about yes. it. So yeah, if there was if it ever became more isolated or people ever found out like it's not as integral, I think that's like the danger there is that Definitely. the Pokemon company has to sell that you, you, this will really enhance you want to do you, this. yeah you want yeah. to do this yeah. and that totally. um I, yeah I just I'm very curious about about some fun headlines that might come out of it when it launches. We don't know anything about how it works. That's like, like I think the concept well, for me, it's such an yeah. easy thing to make fun of. It's like, you know, uh, it's, a, it's a silly concept, but, um, or, or just seems silly when you first hear about it. And I just think like so much of how they announced it, and this is literally just the announcement, just the trailer, just that presentation, like not the actual, like how it could work or, or what, you know, uh, the health benefits that it could bring people. But it just seemed like the only way they were selling it is like, we've already done go, this is that sleeping. Okay, moving on to the next announcement. And you're like, we, wh- that's like, there's so many things about go that like you're limited by how far you're willing to travel, you know, how mu- how far you can travel, how much, you know, far you can actually walk based on your own strength and, and you know, uh, um, stamina, and with this is like I'm assuming there's a cap. I'm assuming like nine hours probably is like the max you can run this thing per day. How does it start? Do you tell it that you're sleeping, or does it like hear you snore or something? You know, there's just like so many specific questions. And considering that they were trying to like sell up the health benefits, the fact of like they didn't go into it at all was just weird for me. It was like almost kind of like they were inviting everyone to make fun of it because it's like I just I, how does this work? Yeah, like what? You know, what? 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 You know, is every is every culture, every territory agree on what's healthy sleep habits and stuff? Well, you know, will have to be changed between yeah. different countries, or you know, is there, does everyone agree that like six, seven hours of sleep and going to bed by this time and waking up by this time is generally, yeah? There, there's some. I think they'll probably answer those as it gets closer to releasing. I think they just wanted to sell a broader concept yeah. and not really get into the nitty gritty about it just then. But I mean, yeah, every, I think a lot of people have those questions. Uh, what? always kind of dwindles my interest in Pokemon Go uh, every time I check back into it is I catch uh, a sizable number of Pokemon and they keep adding more. They keep adding more generations and that's great. But I eventually reach a point where it's like I've caught, I've pretty much caught all the Pokemon that are in my area and I just don't have the time (laughs) or drive to like constantly go way out of the way to go get new stuff. Like, 
I, I kind of just want, like, when I'm going on a walk or I'm going somewhere, like, I kind of want to open it up and see if I get anything new. And I just kind of reach a point where, like, that's not happening with enough frequency, and I just kind of lose interest. I can see that happening with Pokemon Sleep, where it's like, okay, I check it, and let's say I get a bonus or, or something happens. Like, if I'm checking it every day, like... Is that going to get less and less exciting? Like, am I am I eventually just not going to care? I feel like that's one of the concerns I have too. Is that I don't see this having the long lasting appeal of just Pokemon Go in general, despite it being something that can enhance and complement it. I feel like this will be thrown more to the wayside sooner than later. I, I don't see it sticking around for. You'll see people obviously using it, but it won't be. Uh, the cultural phenomenon that Pokemon Go was. Everyone mm. will still be talking about Pokemon Go. Not sleep like a year from after sleep comes out, I believe. Yeah, but I mean, there's other things they could probably. I mean, I mean, might be crazy, but I was like thinking about this, like other things they could, other apps, other extensions to this program they could do. I mean, another thing if they really want to tackle like healthy lifestyle stuff, they could do like a they have Pokemon eat, Pokemon eat essentially, or Pokemon food or something. Where when you go to eat a meal or something, you know. It tries to like track. Oh, do promote healthy eating or something. So like, if, let's say you're just like counting calories. Like you tell it what you're eating and stuff, and like its version of your overeating for that meal might be like your Pokemon in the device is also eating their meal. And right. like if you're eating too much, they might get like, hey, like they might, some, you know, like these sad noises, like stop, you're overeating and stuff, or, you know, something like that where like you feel your attachment, like maybe your bond and attachment to Pokemon, like that's penalizing you. Is like a strong enough kind of like bond that will like like it's a really hard willpower thing for a lot of people. Like maybe that's something that could actually get people like I should stop eating now. Like it sounds like childish and like gimmicky, but I mean anything that could work to help people say that. I mean I, I them, them doing Pokemon Sleep. Like yeah. I I I, venture, I I imagine Pokemon taxes at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but that's it. Well, but <laughs> did you pay your t- right? That's the thing is, and Yoshi Kami, I would yes. almost have more respect for the company if they just came out and they were like, Pokemon Sleep. It just it tracks stuff when you're sleeping. It's not a big deal. Moving on, you know. But like, oh, they, it's not, you know, like it's not a big deal. You know, there's like it's, <laughs> it's just a, a big... it's like you know Frank from accounting had this weird idea and we just like put this thing together. But just kind of setting up like yeah. we really care about your wellness. It's like oh well, all right. There are apps that do this. There's apps that track your food. There's hundreds of them. There are mm-hmm. apps, tons of stuff that tracks your sleep. That was a big thing about the Apple Watch when it first came out. It's like you're, if everybody's filling their circles in, yep. you know, because like they want to. Um, uh, it, and they're not, you know, there there are no pocket monsters they're getting from this. They're just enjoying using it because it actually does chronicle, and it is kind of fun looking like, wow, four a.m. I woke up for ten minutes. I don't remember that. How did that happen? Um, but for them to dabble in it, it's like either go completely into the whole, you know, fitness health area by really challenging these apps and really kind of changing up the format of specifically how those work or make an entertainment product but this attitude of kind of being in the middle where they're like oh it's just fun pokemon no but really your health though it's like what what are the other don't you know like am i am i leveling up and cracking eggs open or am i actually like really concerned and that's actually i think one of the most curious things about how it works is like what if you're terrible at this like if you just don't play pokemon go it's not a big deal but because it's not like you're not walking more we think that's bad it's like clearly there's the incentive to go and catch these things but like if you're if, if i just i have to get five hours like is this gonna yell at me or like am my pokemon gonna get sad like how does this work in terms of like encouraging me to actually sleep better to yeah. me, that would, I would have to discourage you from not doing that, and I'm curious what form that takes. You know, that's it, you made me think of of uh, We Fit, 
Yeah. Because uh, Which was a huge success. <laughs> yeah, but we we fit. If you've actually like gone and, and interacted with it and played things, oh it, yeah, it was like it had like kind of a surprisingly like sharp tone about your balance <laughs> and fitness, and it would kind of chastise you in like this passive aggressive way that I thought was hilarious. Like, Brain Age kind of did that too. Like Brain Age would be a little salty sometimes. Okay. If you, if you didn't have progress or if you were like, yeah, you could have done Brain that better. Age yeah, it was yeah. like, oh, just kind of that like, <laughs> like yeah, oh, yeah, a little, little rough. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was I mean, funny. whatever. It, I mean, I feel like the mentality should be like whatever it takes. If there are some people who just didn't, every other we you said there are tons of apps that do a lot of the stuff already. If X person isn't engaging in those, but something comes along just because it says Pokemon, no, yeah. oh wait, what? What? I'll do anything for Pokemon. It's like, yeah. well, if you like, if you have wield that power, I know it's a company want to make money, but if at least they're also wielding it to one kind of benefit of it, is it? Oh, if you do use this, it can improve you in some way like you know physically or like mentally or something like that i I feel like that's that's worth it at at least to do but i mean i also wonder like if ever crossed in the line of like someone's like an addict so like you're using their addiction to like hey you're addicted to pokemon well do this more because like you'll help you like sleep better and stuff like that I mean that that's that's helping one thing, but not addressing the other. Yeah. Obviously, so yeah. I, I see where it can. You play Pokemon go wrong. games and you walk around and you catch Pokemon. You play Go and you walk around and you catch Pokemon, and then sleep. They're like Go, but sleeping, and you're like, that's not that's not a thing. That's you have to explain what the heck is going on. I want your whole game. life to be Pokemon, essentially. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Um, that yeah, we talked enough about Pokemon. Yeah, let's sleep. let's talk yeah. about sleep more than Sword and Shield. That's yeah. my goal for today. We, we're, we're gonna talk about. I the will other bring S sleep games. up again. Mark my words. It'll be at watch the E three. You'll get more screen time now. Yeah, let's move on. Let's move on to the other two S games. Pokemon Sword. How much Pokemon sleep we can get during E3? That'll be like my that should have been a when bet. we're done. That should have been my final when we bet. have it. When we're done, we all compare the apps. It's just so easy to talk about something so insane. Yeah, yeah. Right, done. It's it, yeah because it, it's. I think it's more at the phase where it's more up to your like imagination. What do we think it could do? What its potential? Yeah. And once it's actually out there, I think the conversation might become either more restricted or less interesting at that point. But Pokemon Sword and Shield got a brand new 16-minute direct today. We just watched it. We watched yeah. it about an hour ago, I Fresh. believe. Fresh in our memories. Uh, this this it was a direct that featured uh, a trailer showcasing some new features, and then the, the developers at Game Freak dove in and kind of went more in depth about these new features. And I'd like to go through all those new features because they did talk about a lot. They did drop a lot yeah. on us. And I want to talk about one that I felt was kind of universally received kind of positively by us and I think other people watching it and that is they introduced us to something called the wild area which is essentially it's this giant open area think of like we kept saying Hyrule field essentially it's like the the not breath of the wild open wall but like the old school 3d Zelda like open area essentially and it was just this vast area where Pokemon was like walking about normally could see them. Weather changed, uh, the, uh, like that will affect what Pokemon show up, what Pokemon you could catch, and it was just unlike anything seen in a Pokemon. We've seen this in countless games, but seeing it in a Pokemon game, yeah. How did you how did you like seeing the wild area? How did you react to that? Um, I mean, it's it's what I want. I, I want yeah. to <laughs> I want to feel like. I'm out exploring this this fantastical place, and I think when you give a more open area and you do, you can actually see these creatures wandering around. It just gives you that effect so much more. 
Um, it just it just straight up makes it more exciting, and I hope they take full advantage of the idea. Uh, another thing I didn't think about actually until this very moment is it's also neat to see. I wish I knew the name of it, but that center town with the Big Ben Tower and that, that like red brick yeah. city uh, that's like right in the middle of the map. It's neat to look at that thing yeah. from the wild areas oh, you yeah. know, and see this town and see it from different angles and get a sense of Dragon, uh, you know, Dragon Quest Eleven. I loved that. Like just see when yeah. you're on a boat, when you're flying, and like just to get the sense of like, oh, that's what it looks like from a distance. And either I've been to that area, it's neat to see it from far away, or oh, I haven't been to that spot. I can't wait till I get you know get access to that. Um, that's just why I love about open world games you get this you know like and as much as i've loved exploring you know the two regions the island and and um from is it canto and red and blue what's red and blue canto yeah canto uh is i would get to a new town but like i i didn't get this like lead up into that area it was just like now i go into a tunnel and then poof now i'm in this other as i remember playing like final yeah. fantasy final fantasy 11 at first and like you're in a desert and then you like go to a loading screen and you're on the beach you're like how did that happen and so it's like just a lot of that like i i can zoom out and be like oh okay i yeah that it that one town isn't kind of close to the water but um i definitely feel like i'm just kind of walking around doing a loop exploring this world and this idea of this not only being really exciting for the first time because uh, you even compare it to some of the older Zelda games and it looks like they're bringing like what Zelda does is you go into the desert area and now you have that biome now you have that weather pattern and so it's neat that like it's this just big field and we're going to throw all sorts of crazy stuff at you in this in this area like it could be a sandstorm or raining or at night and during the day it's totally different and um, so I love that genre. Just the whole game comes alive when you do start doing stuff like that. What they the process they have to think of of like, well, how are these Pokemon going to re- interact potentially around each other, or how often are they going to spawn, or how far in the distance can you see them? Like, oh, love it. I'm I'm not against random battles, and if if that's all the entire game was, I it wouldn't be a deal breaker or anything to me. But it does help differentiate each area because when you when you don't see these creatures, it sort of just feels like every area is the same. There's this, there's this sharp separation between capturing and battle and actually exploring. And when you can actually mix the two together and you can see the things as you're exploring, like it, I don't know, it just it makes that area stick out to you so much more. And I can imagine, like, sometimes it can be hard being like, oh, I want to catch this thing. Where is it? When yeah. it's all random battles, it's it's harder for for me to, to like pinpoint like oh that's exactly where it is. Whereas here it's like oh I saw him you know in this field in the yeah. the, the wild area over here, and I think it's going to make areas more distinct and and just easier to kind of keep track of everything in your mind. Yeah, even both this wild area and like the town shots, even the different kind of like sub areas that we've seen on the, the in the Galar region, like the different areas of the map. Everything does feel a little bit more open. Doesn't feel nothing feels very cl- as claustrophobic as routes. Essentially, I'm not getting any like routes vibe where I'm just going down a corridor path that is very linear. I, I feel like this the design of the region has kind of thrown that to the wayside here, and that yeah. you you oh, are yeah. going to. I mean, obviously they said you can only rotate the camera in the wild areas, but even in the towns, like running around. They, I feel like they put just a little bit more effort into the design of areas in this game. Mm-hmm. Even if it's some of them are going to give you the illusion of, I can see hit like that, like a windmill, uh, kind of like hilly area. You said like like the German countryside essentially yeah. during our reactions, like that area um, where like the stadium is in the middle with like the green leaf one. Like I love that area. Like it, like it looks very beautiful. I, I want to like walk around in that area, even if I can't literally go over the hill. I feel like they've done such a good job to 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 make me 
believe that it's going to be more fun to just like traverse the world. But just in the wild area, everything you both said, just I'm going to have like fun just walking around in that area. It's going to be yeah. fun to do that. And I think it's been a little too procedural and predictable going around in environments in Pokemon. You're like, oh, this is obviously the cave. I like, I know there's going to be some rocks in here. And I'm going to put like, because there's apparently no a no HMs or anything anymore. Now it's like, you don't have to worry about those traps anymore of like gating and stuff like that. Like, is this, when I get into this open area, can I go to any order of town and stuff? Like, or will there be multiple orders of towns? Yeah. Can I do gym battles out of, like these questions now are coming up that really haven't been to a very small extent have only ever presented themselves in previous Pokemon game are now kind of like fully on my mind here about how does this kind of like finally to some degree shake up things just enough where uh, like I, I feel like this is very welcoming and I want to see more of this type of change. Yeah. yeah, I I think it's I think partly because it's a change that we we want so much and the the execution could be so good and so exciting. I think it kind of begs the question of well, how big are they really? How Sure. How lively do they feel? How much is really going on? Um, because it could also feel empty and bland and whatever. And we won't know until we really can get a chance to go and explore and, and poke around and see like, oh, there's this is actually worth poking around in. They, they, they reward you for that exploration. Actually, one of our patron questions from Isaiah was actually about how we felt that uh, – about what you just said, Ben, essentially. Um, they were just like, yeah, my question is about the field areas that were shown in the direct. Do you think that they're going to add more life to the areas shown in the final months leading to release? Because to me, they seemed sparsely populated from what I could tell. There seemed to be a few open areas for exploration featured, but there weren't many or in some cases any Pokemon visible. Yeah, I think just holding back yeah. those types of Pokemon, they didn't want to show that much. I also don't... Th this might be a hard point to clarify... But I don't necessarily think you need, like, crazy density. I don't think you need to look out and be like, oh, there's tons of people and Pokemon everywhere I go. Uh, I think it just needs to create the sensation of there is, there's a reason for me to run around. Like, there's, there's, there's some mystery to it. If you can kind of cultivate that sense of mystery and make areas feel different and have their own attributes or like, oh, I, I see something off in the distance. I wonder what's over there. And then go over there and be rewarded for that curiosity. Yes. That's enough. Yeah. It's, it doesn't ha it's not going to be – Pokemon Sorted Shield is not going to be this, like, groundbreaking future, like, I can't believe how crazy good it looks game, obviously – um, but I don't necessarily think it needs that for exploration to be meaningful. Oh yeah, and I, I even the the quote unquote Pokemon density in Pokemon Let's Go got out of hand for me. Mm. Just like the spawning of po so many Pokemon is too much. I was just like, okay, that's the why they're like eight it Pokemon running cramped. around on screen yeah. right now. Uh, I don't need that. Like the the shots they showed, whether or not they curtailed the number there just to make it look. Because I want to emphasize the landscape versus the visibility yeah. of Pokemon. There was like one hiding in like a field. There was like one flying in a little like distance. You know, it was it did look sparse, but it felt I don't know. It, it, it felt like there was gonna be more interesting encounters versus it's just a free for all. It's just you yeah. know like grab bag of like what's here and stuff. Oh, there's so much here. I just like just pick one that's there. That, that, that's 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 not what I'm looking for. I'd like to be able, as you said, see it. 
and encouraged me to go over there and they're like, what was that? Oh, now I'm interested in this. Let's right. like, there could be definitely more to it. Um, well, you, yeah, yeah, you don't want to like flood me with these things so that yeah. I, I can't walk. You know, I right. keep like, ah, they just keep jumping out at me and attacking me. Like you want to oh, have yeah, a certain that. number so that. that I can like navigate around them if I'm just trying to get through it. And I think like once you're done with the fight, if I'm like, okay, that's neat. And I look up, it's like, give me like three, you know, just like, oh, I can do that one, that one or that one. Okay, I'll go after this guy. Yeah, I don't need to be. Like, you know, and, and I just I think it'd be interesting, too, to like imagine finding like some some dude camping out there and you talk to him and he's like, oh, he's like, I'm, I'm you know, uh, getting my rest today. But I hear that this cool Pokemon shows up here at night. And you're like, oh, cool. Noted. Oh, yeah. If you need a breath in the wild. You can make like a little mark. note, like, oh, Hoping I'll, I'll go that. back there. Check it out. I'd love to see a Pokemon AI tuned to a way that they if they ever run into each other in the field, they might oh. acknowledge they ran into each other. Whether it's like clipping through each other. Just, yeah. oh, like, are we? Not, not obviously not like Monster Hunter World levels, but you know some kind of <laughs> reaction. Turf Wars, yeah. I'm not going to go there. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin my my expectations. But there's a, another, I think, valid concern about this new wild area. And uh, this next question comes from uh, Great Kettering. Cool. Um, basically, wants to know: Are there any concerns uh, when they kept mentioning getting different Pokemon encounters depending on the weather? Depending on how they implement it, that level of random randomness outside the usual random encounter RNG could get real frustrating as you're trying to track down a particular Pokemon. Sure. So any concern about that, you know, compounding the RNG of what might appear with now these uh, these variables, the dynamic variables on top of that. I'm torn on this one because I, I see where he's coming from, and. Yeah, it probably will be frustrating, but I feel like the way Pokemon games go is you, you kind of make a choice where th there's a difference between, all right, getting the Pokemon I need to progress, not really that difficult. It's not something you have to agonize over, and or making the choice of, I'm getting them all. <laughs> and I think if you flip that switch, oh yeah, you are kind of signing up for <laughs> frustration. Yes. Like, that's that's part <laughs> of the journey. Um, with it, so I, I don't know if it's if it becomes such a hindrance for every type of player, then um, yeah, I could see that being a problem. But if it's just like, oh man, you know, I really have to be careful, and I need to make sure I'm out when it's raining. Like it, it could also be fun if you're, especially if you have that strong collector bone in your yeah. body. Yeah, no, I agree with you, Ben. I I, I think. If you're just trying to get through the game, I don't see it being that much of a hindrance. Yeah. It, it, if it is for some reason, I I would expect them to jump in and like do a patch to update that. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know what you're getting into if you're going for. All, I imagine trying to collect every single Pokemon to fill out your Pokedex could potentially be a little bit more demanding in this one than previous right. ones. You you um, would want it to be more demanding. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 but like it's making it more interesting. It's not just spam. Like this spot of like tall grass, like back and forth long right. enough because I just need a shiny to show up in this spot. It's like please, like oh, well, shinies are a yeah. whole different. I know beast. that's another switch, but <laughs> yeah, that's like smashing the switch. <laughs> that's, that's breaking the <laughs> that switch. gets boring. At least I, I imagine there'll probably be NPCs in the game that will tell you what the next day's weather's gonna be. Mm. Yeah, and you yeah. Can, oh, I got so yeah. They'll be like weather totems. Stuff. Yeah, there'll be. You'll, stuff. you'll go to some shaman. He'll have weather totems. And you, I imagine you shake the totem, yeah. and then it starts I think raining. That's, yeah, I think that's a good. Uh, guess. It also might be. I also thought it'd be fun if uh, some Pokemon can like detect that. 
So like if you if you're like I want this one particular weather thing to have like you have a certain Pokemon in your party and it'll you know because like they'll notify you yeah. of things now and like they add a lot more personality of like oh they he absorbed that attack because they didn't want to make you you know upset and it'd be interesting if Pikachu's like oh there's going to be a thunderstorm coming like Pikachu knows it's going to happen soon so you're like oh cool great I, I know what I wanted to catch I know what team I need for that so I'll trade that out and then wait here for you know three more minutes and then it starts raining yeah I mean I I can. Yeah, I can Poor definitely see tones. ways they can <laughs> potentially make it interesting. But at the flip side, I do see the concern. Oh, yeah. I have experienced games where weather conditions are needed for obtaining certain things. And if those windows end up being – the good thing is it sounds like the weather will be present for the entire day. As long as they don't make, like, very uh, narrow windows. Right, right. Like, the, this rare standstorm only happens for one hour in game on every other, like, third – it's like, oh, my gosh. That's, and you got to catch that one Pokemon. That could get really frustrating. Yeah. But as long as they make, like, generous windows – I, I think it won't be as bad as people think. Hopefully, we'll have to see. But uh, besides the wild area, you also drop a big update on this game in the form of Dynamax. <laughs> Literally a big update. Uh, it's funny because the 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 I keep trying to say Dynamax is a mode or something. It's they actually the verbiage that Nintendo's using on the site is you can Dynamax your Pokemon. It's like an action you do to it, not a state, essentially. It's like, okay, so it's it, 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 okay. But as they describe it, it's a phenomenon where Pokemon are able to take on gigantic appearances. I don't think we've seen this before. I don't think they've ever tried to dabble in this concept before. And it seems like the, it does have a lore <laughs> impact. Like, they did say that some yes. characters are trying to figure out why why they're doing it and why it's specific to so this th- region. There's definitely so more. Like, there is okay. more to this. So for the full RP of this, yeah, um, Dynamax can only be used in specific re- locations in the Galar region. Um, okay. So far, they've told us about using them in uh, these new types of battles, which we'll talk about later. Raid battles. And also in gym battles as well, that these will appear. But it's not like you just go out in any battle in the middle of a town like, giant Raichu time. Aww. It's like in the middle of a city. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> That's like Aww. super immer- Wait, what's the RP behind you? You can just like this giant Pokemon destroying our town or something like that. Um, but... The stadiums, they talk about the stadiums and stuff, like why it's going to be able to work there and stuff. Like they're specially built to accommodate that. And you mentioned the the max raid battles that they're like separate instances uh, that you're warped to or whatever that like can account for these two giant creatures slugging it out in the middle of a field of nowhere. I really like that it can happen in a stadium. I just I just think thematically that fits so well. I love the idea of being surrounded by all of these people and then having that moment that 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 exciting moment that you would want to see in a stadium happen and you actually have the space where it makes sense and yeah. people are kind of cheering it on. I think that's really cool. Um I know you said you wanted to talk about the raid battles later, but I do think the like weird nebulous cloud the, area yeah, that you're in that's... could get really boring very quickly like it's not very exciting to look at the more everyone's brought this up so for those of uh, watchers and listeners who don't know uh, didn't watch our reactions um there was some discussion about we also we also watched Kyle Bossman's pre-recorded reactions yeah and he was the first to bring up his concern about the look of the environments and the more we talked about it the more the concern came up and thinking about it it's a little strange that it's like this like flat generic looking cloudy area versus yeah. if you're supposed to encounter them out in the wild area for these battles why am I not seeing this fantastic looking landscape as the right. backdrop for this instead I it's not the stormy effect that really bugs me it's a, it just looks like a flat generic area now that I've like looked at it yeah. closely. I'm, 
my mind just says, oh, that it actually isn't as interesting you, as I first thought. you think about a wild area, and it's like, well, the whole point is that yeah. we have these big open areas to explore. We would have the room for these battles, right? Like, why can't that happen? I don't understand. Yeah, I really don't understand why... Yeah, what I don't know the limit. There, I don't feel like there's any kind of technical limitation that justifies. Oh, we need to take away all the field effects just to the, create this generic look. No, well, if I engage one, well, you in see a, the gyms. They also do Dynamax yeah, because they're, yeah, they're so, doing it in the that's gyms. Two, yeah, they have two Dynamax Pokemon. Going I imagine at each those other, aren't so. too taxing of environments for them. Uh, it depends right. on like the NPC. Yeah, or, like, I mean, yeah. obviously it is. A, is but a like, I'm thinking, like, I'm but... thinking of one like you know near a lake and stuff, and there's like a, that rock formation or whatever that's that tilted over spire. Like I want to see, yeah. like I want to find like a they showed a oh, was a Gyarados right? Uh, yes. The first one they revealed. I was like, I want to fight down the like over the water or something. Why am I? What is this? It's just sure. if that's and you're going to be doing that every single time in the wild area. I can see how that that feeling of repetition is just going to like grate on you really quickly. Right, because you you're you're fight for these ray battles. You're fighting this like dreamlike area, which is not very exciting to look at. And I I kind of like it because when these creatures get huge, they look the same, and so you have these like. <laughs> joyous-looking, adorable dudes that are just huge. And that kind of has its own charm. But I think it's hindered by the fact that if you're going to be fighting a lot in these dreamlike areas, and maybe you won't be, to be fair, but if you're going to be fighting a lot in these dreamlike areas and the Pokemon look the same, and that there's no, like, cool transformation or shift or anything, I, I, I do worry that that's going to become tiresome. I, my gut actually reaction is there won't there won't be as many opportunities for the for Dynamax to be used in the wild area and in, or in gym uh, battles, gym leader battles, as as much as people are th- maybe like worrying about. Um, for uh, first of all, we didn't get to it yet, but the gym leader description actually said not all of them. It says some. It doesn't say all will use Dynamax, so you might not even encounter it in every single. Yeah. gym battle yeah. and then i think these wild battles the the ones you do in the wild area they're gonna be like special like very special they're, i don't feel like they're gonna be that frequent you're gonna have to like wait for certain conditions like the weather conditions they did say like only certain ones can be caught under this uh, in, in these raid battles but I, I don't think it's gonna be like every like five minutes you could go do one like i cleared one. Oh, there's another one over here it's just go over here and stuff i i think it's gonna be a little bit more of an uh, a waiting and a more involved and a little bit more waiting as well to it. Like it's not gonna be as frequent as people think. I at least I, I hope. I kind of like that idea because I feel like with Z moves and Mega Evolutions, the, just being able to do them a lot uh, made that just they just kind of felt like a gimmick. They just kind of eventually became tired and they didn't have that spectacle and so if they do kind of really withhold you from using them a lot or it's like no this is a this is a special battle you get to dynamax here i i could potentially like that a lot more oh, yeah. um, than than what similar things they've done in the past and uh the one caveat on your end of the user end is no matter what situation you're in you can only use you can only dynamax a pokemon one time yep. per battle and it lasts for three three turns. Three turns so if you're in a raid, only one player can do and it. And only one so player can do that as some well. Some jerk pops theirs right away. You're like, come on. Yeah. Man. Yeah, having to having to coordinate the Dynamax yeah. in a raid battle could be really cool. Um yeah, I wonder how it works with the uh, cause uh let's jump into this real quick. So like the raid battles, you can do them with you'll do them with three other players. 
uh, either through wireless communication or online. You can play with three other strangers or friends. Or if you just want to be play offline by yourself, three AI-controlled trainers will join you. And that's what I'm curious about. I, I bet you bit to manually say, like, hey, trainer B or whatever, you use your Dynamax on that. Or is it, like, only you can use it if you're solo? I mean, obviously, if you're playing with other people, there's got to be, like, we didn't see any hint of, like, a chat. Like, even Kyle and his reactions like said, is there a chat? Is there, like, how, how are players <laughs> going to communicate with each other? Are you going to have to use the phone app to do voice chat? You know, what, how, how are they going to handle that? I mean, I feel like the way Nintendo has answered the question, how are we going to communicate with each other, is just, like, I don't know, man, figure it out, go on Discord. I really feel like that has kind of been a, a yeah. universal response. Yeah. <laughs> ben, watch it be... Like I want to use my Dynamax, so I like it shows you go. What would your What would you like to do for your next move? You say I'd like to do Dynamax on my Pikachu. Yeah. So it presents it to the party, and then they have to vote. <laughs> That's how it will be. So you get voted down. Like no, <laughs> my friends never let me Dynamax. They really suck. Every move has to be vote committee. You Dynamax last time. <laughs> It's my. It's Brandon's turn. The to Dynamax. They'll be like little quick shortcut emote things, like yeah. use your Dynamax yeah. or don't I mean, do that. <laughs> I love like like stickers. Um, <laughs> I think of like like in Monster Hunter World. I love the the expressive stickers that you can spam. So I'm I'm okay with that. I, I yeah. I feel like they have to at least have like emotes or some kind of like yeah. shorthand like communication system for that. Well, they didn't present it. We'll have to wait and see. I hope, there's, I hope this is something you can clear. I hope there's like a progression system. Like it'd be nice to like go into a new zone and be like, whoa, and track down these little, you know, these little pink spires and, mm. and, and be like, yeah, I hear this. There's this one tough fight. Or like I have this, like there's this one Pokemon that I love and I heard from this other friend of mine that's playing it a little further that that Pokemon is in this one really cool fight and does some cool stuff. And, and so like, okay, I'm going to deliberately get together with a crew and go and do that. And then when I'm done... Now it's like that pink spire's gone away. It's still there. I can still go back and do it. Or there's like a mode I can do where I can revisit ones that I've done before. I would just hate it if every single time I went out to the wild areas, it's just like Dynamax, Dynamax, Dynamax. I'm like, I'm, I'm not doing that right now. Right. And just like, ah, you know, that's a nice castle in the distance, but it's just, just pink spires yeah, everywhere. I'm curi- yeah. that, that's, some, that's a problem that um, Neo actually had where mm. uh, you, you can fight, you know, they, they had the, the revenants that you could fight. And it's like, okay, you can summon this. And they're just like, all over the place yeah. that you just kind of, or I got to a point. You just get tuned out. Whereas like the hunters in Bloodborne, like you take one of those out and like, yes, (laughs) you just know like he's gone. Like he's never going to come back to that area. And then like start a new save file if you want to fight him again or there's other ways you can go back and do it but you also get that satisfaction of like, did it, you know, other than just like, yay XP, yay playing with friends. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, I, I think they'll make it easy enough because I think they already answered the question of how, like, at least tracking them. I think whenever you find one of those portals, that's, like, where a potential one could spawn. Mm. Or you maybe get a cutscene when you first encounter one, and then, like, that little portal thing shows up, and those are, like, your beacons. I don't think you place those beacons. I think those are just showing you where you enc- like where you can potentially encounter one. Right. And then I think you have to gather around there to trigger the start of that, obviously. So I, I think there'll be a limited set. I don't think it's going to be, oh, they just keep popping up. It's like or, yeah, you there's a finite set of them in the game, and yeah. you'll have to tackle them. You also brought a party later. finder. It'd be fun if there's yeah. like a, a person I can talk to in town that I'm like, just throw me in. I don't care. I don't care who's doing what Dynamax fight with anybody. I, I just want to be a part of it. And they're like, all right. Jones, so if you're queuing up for something, it's like they bring in all these people like – that is, you, it's just always a good idea. I know I, I yeah. recognize it's probably hard to do and hard to manage. And Nintendo Online is like asking a lot, 
But so like Division does that. And this it, is, it just works so you know, well. Online for so this, easy. they can't mess this up. It's so, this is like they, one of the easiest. <laughs> I mean, they better not. This is one of the easier things to do because it doesn't have a lot of like real time input other than do this yeah. move and then you can, they don't have to execute it immediately. You're not like, waiting it, for a healer. Yeah. Like, <laughs> We're not racing. You're not. Yeah. It's not a fighting game. It doesn't call like yeah. like you know quick reflexes like that. Hopefully the fights but are quick. But the thing I'm trying to get at here is they better allow you to queue into these. Uh, they better not force you to – all four of you have to be around that portal before you do it. That's going to be so annoying to have to, like, traverse that spot together, mm. wait for everyone. From my experience, most games that have done that, at some point they relinquish that requirement because uh, so yeah. many people complain about it. Like, if they do that, they're going to get people – like, you just need to go into your I, settings and put a flag up that says – I want this one. I can be anywhere. And when four people are ready to do it, let's just do it. I really don't think that's going to happen. Oh, it's not. Oh, it's not. <laughs> really this, is, this is Game what? Freak. They're going to make you do that, and everyone's going to be like, please change this. And then, like, in patch whatever, it'll be like, we finally are allowing people to queue in for the Good battles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, quality we heard of life. Everybody. Quality of life update we've been waiting for. And then we get to joke about it. Um, Real quick, backtracking back to the Dynamax aspect of this. Uh, you were asking a little bit more about lore stuff. So there is something called uh, only trainers who possess a special item called the Dynamax Band can right. use Dynamax. So 1999. There's local obviously <laughs> going to be a, a story thing that's going to be, oh, you got yours. You can start using it. Yeah. But I wonder if you can like upgrade it or if there's going to be any more to it other than you just have it, like uh, the Mega Evolution st- uh, stuff, essentially. Yo, dude, I put a gun on my Dynamax. And it like gets big when my Pokemon does. I got a double Dynamax. Oh my gosh! Dude. Yeah, I wore a Dynamax on my Dynamax. That's like the reveal at the end. You get that, that's, double Dynamax. That's you. That's one of the gym battles. Is and it's like, oh my god! Well, well, young trainer, Dynamax again, and it just like crashes through. Yeah, like that's like the he just like always has his hand in his pocket or something. Yes. And it's like you never notice it, and you're like at the end, you're like, all right. I would be so on board. <laughs> I think that is wonderful. Oh no! Um, one other cool thing about I think is cool about the Dynamax is that when your Pokemon goes into Dynamax form. Uh, their moves transform into max moves, more powerful boosted versions of their moves. Um, but the, some of them, not all, will also get additional attributes added to them. And the example uh, they listed on their website, uh, there's a normal type max move called Max Strike uh, that has the additional effect of lowering the speed stats of an opponent it hits. So I kind of like this. Like I yeah. want to hear more about these, about what additional things it does, because that changes up the dynamic of the the fights a bit because it adds a little bit more a strategy element and that's what i'm hoping to see more out of dynamax and these max raid battles about what they ask out of you just a little bit more in that in that regard i hope but um there's anything else about max battles we talked we we kind of crossed them together there They, they go hand in hand essentially i mean your dynamax will be used in max raid battles they'll also be used in gym battles um, oh, the max raid battles, there are some Pokemon who can only be caught right. by completing those. Yeah. That is the only one. They showed that giant, like, disco Pokeball, like, hurling. That was, oh, that was, it brought, it 
I felt a little sad on the inside seeing Kyle's initial reactions of just being like, no, because for me, I was just yeah. like, this is so insanely stupid. It's cool. Right. Like, I, I loved it. This. I thought it was just well, wonderfully goofy. It's like hurling a beach ball. Yes. It's like, and I, I think they're really going to go nuts with those exclusive battles. Like when Detective Pikachu 2 comes out, like Detective Pikachu is now, you can fight him and like he'll be in your party or something. And then, then that's when that kind of void world starts to make sense because like, yeah, you throw, right. you, you throw some random silly like nonsensical yeah, lore right. breaking Pokemon in there you can't just put that in the and world it doesn't yeah. seem weird you know and, and so uh, that's kind of like their last I can almost <laughs> I, I like can, that I, I can like almost that. I yeah. can almost see them explaining it in a cutscene now where they're like, there's a strange phenomenon called Dynamax that some people are discovering. It's we have we, we're concerned though because we can control it, but it's it's a, it's occurring some places in nature where we can't. So we ha- you have to go to these places and then you'll get these battles that aren't in that void area that are, are by like a waterfall or on top of a mountain or something where you're fighting this crazy Dynamax thing and catching it. They're like, but then there's also these wellsprings of dark magic or whatever that like you can all jump into and it'll flush you out into this weird world and then pull you back out when you're done and then you can fight them whenever you want but like it'll probably have lower significance as well yeah, i wonder if any of them will actually gate off progression into like the wild area because they say that some of them only appear at certain excuse me in certain regions of the wild area and under certain weather conditions so i wonder if it's like sandstorm and it's like over in like the northeast corner that there is a uh dynamax that appears there for a max raid battle that if you try and enter that area, it just triggers like, oh, would you like to like fight this thing or something? And until you defeat it and catch it, you cannot go through that area. It, it, mm. it essentially will always like try and trigger that fight and say, ah, you can't progress any further in this yeah. area. I wonder if that'll be their way of gating because you know that we don't have we don't have to use like cut to cut through a bush to go through this path anymore because we could see all those different towns from the wild area. And I was kind of asking. Can we just go to any of those towns that we see, or Man, it, what's going to dictate your progression in that area? It would be kind of cool, and this is not going to happen, but it would be kind of <laughs> cool if following along those lines, Damiani, where it's like, okay, we're going to give you more freedom to go in whatever direction you want, but some paths are going to be a lot harder. And mm. if you can clear that challenge, yeah. you can go there, but you may not be able to. And I, I, I just love that idea yep. of, and like, just talking to other people and seeing what they did, or it's like, oh man, no, I just trained up and I, I wanted to go this way and I did it. That would that would make me so happy. I would really like to see that, but yeah, again, I, it's not it's I, not I, gonna I happen. They're like, oh, that, that is just the pure... first time people encounter that, they're gonna get so turned off. We we can't have that. We can't. I absolutely can't it's, have that's that. Not happen. Um, but uh, I like this next patron question because I was thinking about this a lot about potentials for what they can do with the max raid battles. Uh, especially there are a finite amount of them in terms of like to keep them, uh, they're kind of like their life going on beyond release. So this comes from a KH fan 93. The raid battles in the wild area feel like a sort of live service mechanic to me. How would you feel if Pokemon Sword and Shield incorporated additional live service mechanics, such as limited time events, um, for like for these things, like they totally. add in new unique yep. max raid battles over time for like events or something like like a Mewtwo event or something like that. The only thing that would bother me about limited time events is if because there are just like following many games as, as a service, it always sucks when it's like, man, I just I can't do it this weekend. Like I've just I can't be there. I can't commit to going through the motions to get this thing. And if it comes back eventually, yeah. That's okay with me. But if it's like, if they do a bunch of one and done events, that doesn't become fun because, like, 
or you'll get friends into it later on and they're like, oh, you have this cool thing. I, I, I can't ever get it. Like, I don't want that. I, I at least if they do events, that's great, but have some kind of rotation or, or yep. way to get them. I always prefer the them coming back in rotation. Yeah. I also see them maybe working this into a, like a, a weeklies thing as well. Like if they do them on a cycle, like well, this week the the mega raid, the max raid battle I is Mewtwo. You, God, I think just count on that. Like yeah, I just, like, yeah. yeah. That just that was the moment I saw this void of like non context. <laughs> it's yeah. like got it. Like you this. <laughs> It's a, it's a blank slate. You can do whatever you want with that world. And not only that, but you can make Doug Trio. It's like, whoa, you know, Doug Trio is like an event now. <laughs> you know, and it was like, it was nothing before. It was just this, it was a Gen 1, like, you know, just not like that exciting just, of a Pokemon. But I love that phrase, Brandon, the void of no content. The void of no content. <laughs> now I just want to see Dynamax Ditto and then do and transform yeah. into other Pokemon in Dynamax. I just want to see that. Like there better be some like cool thing for oh, Ditto. Big Haunter fight on Halloween. Like all this like oh I'd love that stuff. Oh, there's so much there's a lot of cool ideas we can do that. But I have one more question about Max Raid Battles, uh, from our patron uh, from Steven S. Um, and kind of shares a concern that I brought up in our reactions about Max Raid Battles, about their the level of challenge you're gonna get out of yeah, them. Absolutely. Uh, hey allies, I'm excited for the new raid battles for Pokemon Sword and Shield. Doing something more than just battling with friends excites me, but my concern with it is with it as of now, is it will potentially be too easy and lack a challenge for the player. It's too early to know for sure, but with previous Pokemon games having a history of being more on the easier side, I'd like to know your thoughts on this. Love and respect. And, yeah. Right. We don't know one way or the other, but considering the history of the, the series, I think it is reasonable to guess that they're probably going to be on the easier side as opposed to the more difficult side. I hope that's not the case. Or there's but. like some crazy difficulty level that like you're not right. introduced to right away. Like you got to dig. There you go, Brandon. You got to dig yes. to find it. Yes. And it, and it's that almost like just pure HP at that point where it's like these things just just take, you know, I 20 minutes to just lay into with everything you got and then you can take them out. Absolutely think they're going to do that post-release. Are, and if they do I, do that, Damiani, are you going to go for Worlds first no. in Pokemon Sword? No? No. Because right, what's, what's interesting, you think about Pokemon Let's Go, yeah. and that game is incredibly easy, but then after the fact, you have the Master Battles, which are widespread and very difficult. Um, and very, like, yeah, I don't know. I, so I wonder, I wonder if, like, there will be different tiers yeah. of you have these kind of story quest Dynamax battles that are not that challenging, and then you have post game yeah. where they decide like, okay, now we're gonna ramp it up. I I ex- I hope they do this. It's like the most like you, literally the most obvious thing. As I was reading a question, and you start answering, I'm like, well, that's there it is. Like yeah. obviously, like raid difficulty tiers, and like you get different rewards. Like maybe you get a uh, a version of that Pokemon that has like a move that the other one can't learn or something, or I don't know, just sure. like a cosmetic thing. Maybe you get like an outfit thing, like a different outfit for beating like. Maybe they do like a legendary, like they call it legendary difficulty, and it's like Mewtwo or something. By doing that, you get you know a, a cool like scientist outfit. Or, I, don't, I don't know, like they could do stuff like that essentially if they really want to. Uh, a, I, I think they have to see the benefit in trying that, especially for post game. And that hey, remember all these like max raid battles you already beat? Well, here's like a harder difficulty of them if you want to try them out. And then over time, adding like okay, you asked for it. Here's like. The, like the, this week's event is like Mewtwo, and if it comes back, but we're also doing Mewtwo like normal and Mewtwo hard essentially, and there's like different reward tiers for both. Oh man, yes, this is a this is totally like every game that does this. I feel like they they have to do this. Like they can't be blind to this. I at least I hope. I think that's just what they're setting up. Yeah. yeah. 
Another thing that is just not going to happen, but I'm really in love with the idea. <laughs> I got one, too. Is <laughs> you do these Dynamax battles, and you, you, we were saying that some of them, to capture them, you have to go through these battles first. I would love that in the battle, you don't see what the Pokemon looks like. And then as oh. you fight it, maybe you, like, chip away something and you reveal it. Or you let you like by battling it, you earn the right to uncover this Pokemon. That's kind of cool. I, I love the idea of just like kind of this mysterious force that you're. What if you can even after. see its moves? Like you get, it's just mm. like you get you hit get hit by unknown. Get, yeah, yeah. And like you're just like, what? What is this? Just, just anything to make that process oh, exciting. I think could be cool. That could be kind of cool. Yeah, I'd imagine the dialogue communities would have to try and like, what, what was that? Right. Like, you know, let's try and figure this out. Was that missing? No. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What do you have, Joe? Uh, well, you touched on something that I talked about during the reactions, but it's it's something that I really liked in Let's Go. Just the idea of like this like master class of, of yeah. trainers, and I think that that would be something I'd really dig. And this is kind of besides the point, the, the, the specific topic we're covering right yes. now. But like, uh, I just love the idea of like like not gym leaders and not Team Rocket, but just this group that's just like. They're so good that they're kind of past where you're at now. They're not in the adventuring phase in the world. Like, I've been everywhere. I've, I've caught everything. And now I just, I, I, I don't, you know, battle that much. I really just kind of battle with people that I know are going to be really good. Or I'll battle with somebody that I know I'm going to destroy. But I'll just have fun playing anyway. And, like, I'm not going to challenge you. I'm not going to just stop you where you're at and walk up to you and challenge you. Like, I'm way off in the corner. you got to come find me. But I like that idea of after you finish the game, you're like, wait, wasn't there that one guy by the harbor? Yeah, that guy. And you go to him and he's like, hey, it's a tough challenge. You're like, yeah, when I was level 40, but I'm 90 now. This, so this I'm, is I'm just going to destroy this guy. Like The jaded Pokemon fan. Like, would, this yeah. is for you. It's like, <laughs> yeah. you think you've seen it all, man. I yeah. got the real stuff. I would love I would do all of those. Again, it's the progression. Like, if I could challenge that person and now I've, mm. I, I remember he was there and now I've done that if it was even marked on the map in a certain way, like... That would be fun. Yes, it, it, because I yes. I guess how this does pertain to what we're talking about is like Endgame, you know, which is oh, yeah, yeah. something that, uh, you know, I, I've, I've never really spent yes. a lot of time in a Pokemon game. game. Yeah. I've only played Red and Blue and Sun and Moon, and I didn't, you know, didn't do a lot of it's that. It's a big so. question that comes up in every Pokemon game. People want to know, like, more of the hardcore players want to know what, what's the in-game content this offers. Yeah. What's the post-game content they offer for this? And they'll, like, dig into that and... You know whether they're disappointed or not. You know that these are all like really good ideas. I, I like them. Jones, mm. the home po- Pokemon home. Yeah, your talk was giving me an idea. This will be my last one before we move on to the next thing. What if it, at some point Pokemon Home, some of the best players, like real players, like through tournaments, like they win like a tournament, or whatever, you get to fight their team. Like they in, oh. in sword and shit, like they bring like yeah. oh so so and so trainer X or whatever their username is like for this week. You get to fight them and their team, and it like you get to fight Kyle Bossman's team. Yeah, we get to fight Kyle Bossman's team at a special gym or something there, sure, and do like limited time events like that where it's just like insanely hard. It's just the oh, their their AI is set to like do like the most abusive stuff to you. Like you you got to really try, and you're probably not going to win. That'd be kind of cool, like just to see like oh, that's the skill ceiling there. Uh, Yeah, I didn't even come close to that. That might be cool to see something like that, but. uh, we kind of talked a little bit about this. I just want to finish some of the po- finer points of this. The the gyms in, in Pokemon mm-hmm. Sword and Shield. Um, so stadiums, gyms, gyms are going to be in these stadiums. So gyms are making a comeback in this game. They're they're coming back, and uh, in order to challenge the champion of the region of the Gala region, you have to. It says you and your rivals actually need to defeat the top trainer in each gym. Huh. So it says you and your rivals. So that's where I still think that 
team, like the jerseys, like there's a team element. I still think that hasn't been revealed yet. I still think there's a chance sure. they could be tied to it. They talked about how the gym leaders will often use Dynamax in battle, um, but I'm assuming it still adheres to the same rules as you. They can only use it once, and they can only use three turns for it. Except for that that gym leader that hacked their 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 mm. Dynamax. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We were talking about earlier, of course. Like that's <laughs> yeah. that's the big reveal. It's interesting because stadiums house tons of spectators as battles are a form of entertainment that are broadcast on TV. And they showed the, uh, was it the, the Rotom drone or whatever yeah, yeah. going around showing like the camera view like that? Like Kyle Boston was like the first to like point that out. I really uh, yeah. like that idea though of just having that be a new way of seeing the battle unfold. I think it's pretty cool. It's just a nice little touch. Yeah, like they're making it more, like it is a spectacle. And we talked about earlier, these giant Dynamax Pokemon are going to be fighting in these stadiums and these people are just going to be watching it like, whoa, (laughs) this this is like a sight to behold. Um, And as powerful and like destructive as those fights might look visually, they decided to present us with the first gym leader, uh, uh, Milo, essentially, who they described as a kind-hearted, kind-hearted gym leader who specializes in endurance battles and grass-type Pokemon, and just looked like a jolly person. And it's like, oh, let's a have jolly this. ripped person. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, it was like this weird kind of like Hunter Hunter design meets like a One Piece meets like a like I don't know like a Dragon Ball character. I was like, what is this hybrid <laughs> yeah. here? It did not like look like their head matched the rest of their body. It was like, yeah, oh, okay, but like you look, you look. Adorable, as you put it. Right. Like, this is like, I, I like you. I hope you join me and we become good right. friends after this. <laughs> but yeah, there's a, there's, I feel like there's still a lot, or at least some elements we haven't been told about oh, I, the gym. I feel like there's a lot we don't know. Yeah, and we have, yeah. a, we have a patron question about this, about mm-hmm. what, some of our thoughts. And it's from Does Machines. Hey, allies, with gym battles being such a big spectacle in the Galar region, do you think they will introduce some kind of mechanic gauging gr- uh, crowd hype as well as having your battle performance rated? Could this also mean that you can take on gyms as much as you want over and over to improve those ratings? I, I really hope so. I, it was something that during the reactions like I kept alluding to, I really want it, because I think it would make it all feel more natural. It's really weird in Pokemon battles where you and this other person are fighting with these crazy beasts and it's so isolated. It feels so on its own. And so I would love to have the crowd involved and be like, oh, like this is this is a thing that is taking place. It, it just feels a little less gamey. Though. Yeah. yeah. They, they kind of hinted at that. That Yo. you could see close up reactions from the crowd. Yeah, they definitely zoomed so in. Even on the crowd, just yeah. like one cutaway from Rotom, like Woo, you know, when you when like one of your Pokemon gets taken out, and you see like a little kid with the Charizard shirt, like no, you know, like that would be Which, fun. Uh, <laughs> is it? It's the Paper Mario games that do this. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Thousand Year Door. Yeah. Uh, that that is great, and they'll they'll like throw stuff at you, and it might be good, <laughs> and it might be bad. Yeah, like yeah, like someone throws you. <laughs> The other, the other dynamite. <laughs> yeah. Hey man, I got you. Here it is. And yeah, there you go. That's how you defeat the the person who you can use it twice. Is they, that someone helps you out from the crowd? Yeah. Um. I I, would, I hope that's something they incorporate. I'd like to see that. Yeah. Um. And I expect you know by the next direct we'll probably hopefully see more about the gyms. But I want to. The final thing I want to talk about with Sword and Shield. Uh. They talked about some new Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah. 
And uh, I want to start with the one that I think drew universal acclaim from all of us. <laughs> acclaim. Wooloo. 100 on Metacritic. Wooloo, 100 Metacritic. Yeah. 100% certified fresh on yeah. Rotten Tomatoes yeah. right now. Um, just, uh, yeah, like the, the, the perfect rating there. Can't get enough of it. The sheep Pokemon. I love the RP behind this. Like, it, it, they didn't cover it in the direct, but the website they, they updated. Give me it. They put all this lore for each of these new Pokemon. And Wooloo's, Wooloo has white fur that covers their bodies, that grows throughout their lives, and it will fully grow back in three months, even if the Wooloo has been completely shorn. Like, Ian pointed this out when reading that, and he was like, uh, sorry, Ian loved that. Like the, the, the detail. It's like here's you how long. You can't keep the fluff down. Yeah, it's like it's yeah. coming back. You yeah. can't do anything yeah. to stop this. It's gonna happen. I want to see a shorn Wulu. I want in town. I want to see in some and like, you're like in some farm or something. I want to see a shorn. Why would you Wooloo. do that to this adorable thing? Well, their fur is used for clothing and yep. carpets and the like, and it is very popular as a specialty product in the Galar region. It's mm. like okay. Yep. They live as a herd and mimic the actions of their trainer or herd leader, and they dislike conflict. If they need to escape from enemies, they will simply roll away. <laughs> I got it. That needs to be seen. I have to see that. Yeah. I there are there are so many Pokemon, and I love that I can watch something like this and see a Wooloo, and my heart just melts. Like it's it, they, like they can still produce things that I'm just immediately drawn to that I that I immediately love. I, I love that. I, I think it. That takes so much talent because you you look at Wooloo and I think they're really cool, like the way that its eyes look, the gray ponytails. Like there's, like yeah, it's a sheep, but they did things to kind of enhance that without going overboard. I think like there's still kind of a simplicity there that I really yeah. admire. And yeah, I just what I'm saying in so many words is that I love Wooloo. <laughs> I I saw a piece of fan art already that showed uh, of one of the new no uh, <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty of Wulu fan art already. It showed uh sorry uh, people are fast Zamazenta one of the new legendary Pokemon the Shield one yeah. saying I must protect Wulu. Yes yes <laughs> oh my god that's so perfect just like a, a, a herd of yeah. Wulu behind the shield. <laughs> the defender that's perfect the, that was like yes I like this. So I now can expect that the Pokemon has gathered Pokemon Sword and Shield has gathered quite the fan art gathering. Um, they talked about a new one also called uh, Gossifleur, mm-hmm. the flowering Pokemon. Um, it was kind of funny to see Kyle's reaction because he immediately was like, "That's meant that design screams you're evolving into mm-hmm. something else." Yep. And just like this small little like Pokemon that's like likes pollen uses that. The face is kind of peeking out, so you can tell yeah. like something big's gonna happen. Yeah, I really like a- what you said, Brandon. Where um, like in the wild areas, it would be really fun to see uh, a collection of them. Like just just seeing like the the, the giant flower heads just kind of like swaying in the wind. Same thing as Wooloo. Just yeah, his natural exactly. being out in the field I, and right. seeing these, Yo, these sheep right. animals. Jones, I expect the part where you're walking through a field and it's just a bunch of gossifleurs. Right, you and don't they, realize it at and first. And then they like float up yeah. with the wind and it's just like, yeah. oh, wow, look at this beautiful. And then like the frame rate dies because you can't handle it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it does evolve into Edelgoss, mm-hmm. uh, a cotton bloom Pokemon. Its head is covered in a thick cotton fluff. Uh, Kyle didn't like this. He thought no. that there's too many cotton type Pokemons mm-hmm. already, cotton body head Pokemons. Uh, I liked it. It talked about their seeds. It was interesting. They had a little lore about tiny seeds attached to the cotton fluff are said to be highly nutritious and beneficial to both people and Pokemon. Yeah, just, just like, just yeah, like, 
there's a reason for those there, and spreads those seeds throughout the region by sending them on the wind, making the soil of the Gala region rich in nutrients. It's look. where the Dynamax power comes from. Yeah, look that's, at this. Like, that's the connection. Solved it. Yep. Spoiled it. Like, they're so essential. <laughs> like, I, I like that. I, I I thought their design was, like, okay. It, it, yeah. It, it was... Uh, Gossifler was a little, like, okay, it's small, kind of cute, but it's kind of simplistic. But obviously, they said, when it says it's going to evolve into something... I thought it looked okay. Yeah, and I'm I'm sure this is a complaint that is is more like relevant for Kyle for sure. But I guess, I guess for me, it's like at some point you're gonna have some similar Pokemon. Right. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and I, I you know, obviously you don't want that to go to the extreme where it's like, wow, that's actually the same exact thing. But I, I'm okay, I guess, with some similarities. Yeah, yeah like one of them. Maybe this is a me thing, but another one they showed off, uh, Dreadnought, the bite Pokemon. To me, it looked like a, a modified Blastoise to me. Because mm. like, like, it was blue, like the turtle-looking like legs and stuff. I was like, okay, yeah, it doesn't have a water cannon, but now it just has like a jaw and like, a giant like shell. Like, I think not... of Blastoise, though, and Bla- Blastoise is like very round, and this guy was very square. Like, square? Yeah. But like, it was in the same vein. I'm like, sure. okay, like they're getting to the point where they're – like as you're saying yeah. – they're, they can't make them look too distinct. They, yeah. they, they, like, there's only so many things before they're going to be iterative of something. They're, always, they're eventually going to be iterative of something, and that's just how it's going to be. Um, this one had a really kind of dark side about it in the lore. <laughs> what, it, what is this one? Dark Maw? What is this one? Dreadnought. 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 Okay. Dreadnought. Uh, yeah, very powerful bite. They said they could break through rocks, essentially. Mm-hmm. But they said they're known to be extremely vicious, and it takes a very skilled trainer to tame and handle this Pokemon. The morals. Some trainers will release Dreadnought back in the wild once they discover they can't handle it. So it's like, I, I want that better be in the game. I want to encounter a trainer who's like, warned you, like, yeah, I, I used go. to have a Dread, like, the sad story, I used to have one. Careful. Yeah. It wreaked havoc, and, like, I had to, like, say goodbye to it. I had Destroyed to let it go. House. And then you have to go find that specific You one. have to undergo a test to see if you are strong enough to... Yeah, what if the, when the gym leader is like, hey, I can't let you do this. Like, you have to prove your worth before you move any. And then you fight the Dynamax Dreadnought. And it's just like the most intimidating thing you've seen in the game at that point. You're just like, okay, we're not doing this. Not quite as intimidating and maybe not as awesome looking, in my opinion, as Corviknight. That name. That name, I, I like it. <laughs> I like how just much it is. I... I thought besides uh, Wooloo, this was probably the most intriguing Pokemon revealed to me. Uh, a Raven t- uh, Raven Pokemon that essentially uh, was, oh yeah, it can, uh, it possesses such superb flying skills that it actually is going to serve as a taxi service for you. Right. Hauling around this vehicle that like will transport you across Didn't the Gala region. Didn't it say it was the most powerful yes. thing in the skies and in the Gala region? So its description actually says that it is the strongest Pokemon living in the skies of the Gala region. So, but I mean, I don't know. Like, like maybe, like... M- Maybe we discover something that's even more powerful. But like so early being in, hope. but being so early being introduced to something like this, I feel like I mean, maybe my memory's foggy, but the last time I feel like it ex- is exposed to such a super powerful Pokemon early on was like Charizard. Mm. It's like, oh wow, OP right there. And it's like, here we go, Corviknight, OP right out the gate. Like everyone's gonna get one of these. I'm gonna expect to see every online battle like at least like at the beginning. Corviknight, Corviknight span. It's like, oh yeah, well obviously, you know, they're they're dominating Race the skies. To the bottom. Ah, uh, they also talked. We talked about it a little bit 
they revealed the legendary Pokemon. That was the final thing they did. They showed a CG trailer showing off uh, Zaxian and Zamazenta, the Sword and Shield Pokemon meeting for the first time. I mean, not for the first time, but meeting in a forest. And then there was a little tease of a wind gust and leaves about oh, another legendary is probably showing up. You got that third legendary coming out. Um, but there had a little bit of a description for us. Uh, Zaxian basically attacks so gracefully that his move, its movements can be can even captivate its opponents, and its sword can cut through anything. So take that. Anything. Take that, Corviknight. Except that shield. Yeah, right. what's up? Oh, yeah, because, yeah, yeah Zamazenta, a body, its uh, regal and majestic movements overwhelm any opponent that dare face it, and its shield is known to repel anything. So it's like, what happens when they fight each other? Yeah. Like, they can't win, you know? I would love if when they Dynamax that the sword just gets longer mm. or the the shield just becomes this like tower shield and i don't know that's that's it, it just, and it's still using its mouth to try and swing that dart yep. like, yep. <laughs> and then one and like its tiny little playing. head is at the middle of like this giant shield yep. it's like ding it's like you could barely <laughs> see its head yeah, so, <laughs> felt so that huge. um when during our reactions watching Kyle's reactions uh it was interesting to hear Kyle's criticisms of the two. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he felt they looked a little too similar to each other. So he specifically called out uh, Zamazenta saying that they went for functionality over design, essentially, with the, the shield. That they want, a gimmick over design. Uh, sorry, yeah. gimmick over design, sorry. That, oh, let's emphasize this thing, but it looks terrible because of that. Mm. And I kind of got the vibe that maybe you disagreed with that, Ben, or had different thoughts, at least. Um, so my, my reaction to Zamazenta... That's how you say that, right? I think so. Zamazenta, okay. They said in the trailer, and I think that's how they said um, it. Yeah. When I initially saw it, I was like, oh, that doesn't, that looks a little goofy and like in an, in an unappealing way. Um, but it was actually a Pokemon that the more I looked at it, the more I liked it. I, it kind of grew on me even just in the span of us talking about it. Um, something that Kyle mentioned, though, that I do still agree with, I don't like that they're both blue. Mm, I don't. Yeah. I really don't. I wish they were different colors. Um, I don't necessarily have a problem with his big <laughs> shield head or uh, the one holding the sword in his mouth. I'm I'm, okay, I'm good with that. I like that. Uh, but them both being blue, I don't I don't really like. Zent is like a like an umpire. You know, he's just got the big. <laughs> he's just down behind the plate. <laughs> Strike one in front of him. Yeah, he's calling the game over there. But yeah, I thought I, I made the comment that if uh, they'd swapped. Sword and Shield, you wouldn't be able oh. to tell the difference between the two of them. It's really they're really kind of yeah. You have to those. you do have to like in the artwork, you have to look really closely <laughs> to see like oh, it's slight. When you have to do that to see the differences, I don't yeah. think that's very good design. Yeah, yeah. I, I do think they should have gone with radically different color palettes yeah. for both of them. But that's again as a new Pokemon fan, that's another thing too that it's just like now they're gonna announce the legendaries, and I'm like oh oh yeah oh yeah that's right they had legendaries and Sun and Moon okay, and then it's like yeah, very disappointing that people don't like the style, and I'm like. I didn't know this was this important. Like you, the, all this would be like so much importance would be resting on just these two Pokemon. Yeah. It seems kind of a dangerous thing to do with every entry to like have to place this just like huge significance on just a couple. Because like if I don't like, I uh, like the way I just approach Pokemon is like take them or leave them. It's just like oh that's fun, glad I caught it, but not gonna use that one. I'll use this one. And this idea of like if you buy this version of this Pokemon, you're stuck with this Pokemon that is better than all the other ones. Just kind of by by the nature of the the story and design and everything. I think it makes sense. In the sense that 
it's exciting to get a new Pokemon game and kind of have that thing that you're chasing for. Like, oh man, I'm not going to get that guy, yeah. that crazy looking dude until near the end of the game. It's just the problem is kind of like you were saying with Sun and Moon, like, oh yeah, those guys were in it. Like that's that's kind of I felt the same way in Sun and Moon where it, it really just sort of felt like the legendaries happened. Like it would it, mm. be even hard for me to like recall the process or what was going on in the story. And that is that is really a shame. I, I think if you are going to have that thing, that goal, that legendary Pokemon, it should be more exciting. Yeah. I think it yeah, it really depends on the execution of how they integrate it into like the story and like how like the progression to leading to it because some games have done it much better than others. There's definitely a, I mean I didn't play Sun and Moon, but it sounds like that one just missed the mark on that yeah, pretty badly I, in terms of like the story reason for ending up there. I, and I the, didn't and the mind presentation. The, the design of the the legendaries themselves in Sun and Moon, but it it would like Yeah. They weren't exciting. It wasn't exciting to get a legendary Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, that they need to. I feel like they need to nail that. Like the some of the the games I remember more fondly nailed that that, that those encounters. But um, but the third, the, the alluding to the third one there, hey, there's hope, Ben. You know your idea about like um, you can't see it and stuff. What well, it was in, maybe it was invisible right there. Like they were just reacting because the wind gusting up. Like who did that? Where how'd that happen? Right. It's invisible. We don't get to see it yet. You got to fight it. You got to reveal it. Maybe maybe they're hinting at the mechanic. You have to sleep at least eight hours a night for three months. (laughs) Yes, that will be, and it'll be a limited time event. You you like how long was it? How many weeks? For your like thing. Sorry, you said sleep for how long? Oh. Sleep eight hours a night for three months. Okay, so it's gonna be three months. So the event fail. and the the event will last one week. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's how it's gonna go down. But uh and they gave us a release date. We have a yeah. release date for this November fifth. I think everyone expected yeah. November, November fifteenth, two thousand nineteen. November, the annual traditional month for Pokemon. It feels like, and they said, oh, you can buy each game separately, or there'll be a double pack for one cent more. For that more expensive double pack packaging that looks. I'm gonna get the double pack. Yeah, I get that double pack. It looks pretty big. I thought they were gonna end with a surprise Switch Lite announcement. It's like, and in the back of there is your new Switch Lite coming out later this year. Yeah. I'm like, no, nah, still no hope for that. But yeah, pretty. That was pretty typical. Nothing special there. But yeah, um, I, I want to wrap it up because um, we had this discussion in an, uh, our post show, uh, post reactions, <laughs> essentially about going forward. Uh, specifically because we're leading into E3 now. I just want to tie this into E3 about what you what you feel will be its Pokemon's presence at E3. Like your expectations now. That now that they've done a Pokemon press conference and did this direct like mere days before their big E3 direct, you know, what are you kind of expecting out of them for E3 with regards to Pokemon? I, I feel like um considering how Nintendo has done E3 the last couple of years, this this direct actually feels like a perfect setup. Where we have a lot of questions about so many of the elements that we've talked about on this show, and then the Treehouse streams are going to answer mm. a lot of those questions. The hands-on impressions on the show floor are going to answer a lot of those questions. And so I think for for Nintendo, it's it's like okay, you you know what this is, and now we're going to fill it all in. Yeah. So you, yeah, it's interesting. You expect Pokemon to potentially be playable there. Uh, like yeah. Trios perfectly. Should I not? Well, Trios makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. I, I feel like the very least, it's getting Treehouse treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, Jonesy did have an idea about how they could present it. You said it made this made perfect sense. Was the max raid battles because you could have four people at one station or with bots? You or, can, you know, 
Because that's like a timed thing. You know, I it's gotcha. not like they're saying like go out in the wild areas, be only five minutes, you know, like I, I could just see specifically we want people to come away talking about Dynamax and how that works. Because of its like how complex of I mean it's okay, it's Pokemon, but like when they did Let's Go last year. Yeah. It was that small little area where but yeah. they were highlighting the the new controller, the ball. Like, hey, you can play with the ball and stuff, and here's the act of catching it was very simple, easy concept that they got across in a few minutes, like, okay, it's like a five minute demo, you're done. You can get out of here. Do you- do you think that maybe it wouldn't be on the show floor then, but it could be like behind closed doors? There are some hands-on impressions with Pokemon Sword and Shield. Is that a potentially? Yeah, I, I just feel I'm that. Struggling to think of how they handled mainline Pokemon in the past. I, 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 I'm trying to remember too. It just seems like RPGs don't get as much from Nintendo. Don't give them as much focus on the show floor for right. public play or right. just go online to play it because they need more time to like like right. like Xeno. Neither Xenoblade game right. got any time on the show floor for any E3 whatsoever. But but yeah. for Xenoblade 2, there was a lot of time spent in the treehouse. Yes. yes, so that's why I think like your the treehouse is probably the most sure. likely. But Jones, if they were allowed, if they allowed, if it was only four people only, four real people, no no AI controlled players, right. they can kind of get people in and out. It's like okay, you got like it's a toned down version. It's like uh, you got five minutes. You do got five minutes. Four of you. I could see that like being a good like line mover that oh a lot of people can play this throughout the day at least you get to try out the new Max Dynamax stuff and yeah. you get to see it in action at least once and you get to try out this new raid battle that actually makes sense but like going like any other element like just here's just run around and go in the wild area yeah. it's like uh, if they were only doing Pokemon this year like Breath of the Wild or Mario I could see them doing right. that I really feel like they got way too much to showcase this year that yeah. this. They they got to be careful how they present this. That makes sense. Otherwise, it might get lost in the mix. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, if it's playable there, as I said, like I won't be too shocked. I just think it might be in their better interest to like keep it to the treehouse, yeah, so that sure. it's very controlled presentation, and they can answer. They know the questions now that sure. they need to answer. But we'll see. We just got a few days to wait for that, and uh, that's gonna wrap it up for this episode. Pokemon. Pokemon. That music. We didn't talk about the music. Yeah, we didn't that talk about song. the music. Is that song? Like, that's, that I, song I wanted, is pretty funny. I, I wonder about, if the lyrics are out there on the internet already, because I'd love to go and read those lyrics. So like, it has to be, like, Nintendo doesn't usually use licensed music for their main, like, their mainline games. Like, mobile stuff they will, but that has to be, like, the theme song or one of the songs in the game, right? Right? I, given its placement, yeah, it, it feels lyrics. like that. Yeah, given the placement, it feels like that. Everything's going lyrics with Nintendo lately. All the theme songs. <laughs> I mean, and, it's going... Hard cheesy lyrics, yeah. yeah, and I'm for it. I am way okay with it. Oh, I'm so excited! This is so good, and this is, this is the beginning. This is the first of many things that'll be happening in the next few days. It's gonna be an E3 blitz, man. Yeah. So for those of you, let's start there. Uh, I want to thank everyone who submitted questions. Um, for those of you who would like to submit questions for consideration for episodes of Friend Code, you need to be a five dollar or up patron. I will call for those question submissions. Call for those questions to be submitted uh, the week that we're recording or in special instances like this where we're doing a bonus episode. Uh, it depends on the – a little bit in advance, but in this situation, we were doing a delayed reaction. So obviously I had to call from the same day because I couldn't look at them. That's just how it goes. But, you know, if I don't know, Patreon, you get to submit questions. I'll let you know what you're talking about. And I like to work as many of those into the show as possible because it we like doing that. It's fun. And it's a good way to get your uh, your input on the show as well. But also, we got a lot of E3 coverage coming up as well. Um, holy crap. Uh, 
Yeah, we should have a promo video up by that went up today. Promo video up now. Schedule is on the website. We got the schedule website. We have a schedule graphic that I just need more people. We got some. It should be going up very shortly. That we'll be sharing on social media as well. Um, So look out for that. We got a lot of stuff planned. Uh, In a way, Nintendo. We got the Nintendo Direct reactions happening Tuesday. Uh, They happen. We'll be going live at 8 a.m. They happen at 9 a.m. And then the end of next week, we'll be recording a post E3 friend code which uh, will very likely be featuring several special guests that I will not announce till the day of right. because I don't want to jinx anything. Um, but hopefully if the things hold as they are, it should be pretty exciting. Also, I forgot if you're a $5 and up patron, you get you don't get this episode early, right. but you get normal you get the episodes of this show as well as some of our other shows early as part of our early access tier. And uh, crap, am I forgetting anything else? Anything else I want to say before we sign off in terms of like promoting our coverage? That's a lot of good I feel, stuff. I feel like yeah. there's so much stuff. I feel yeah. like so overwhelmed right now. Start yeah, set. Like start the, set. The, wait, the wait is coming. We're like, I no matter like what, you feel like you're forgetting something. Yeah, yeah. definitely yeah. coming. But again, thanks everyone. Thank you both of you for joining me today. Yeah. That was fun. Thanks, yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, and until next time, may the way of the hero lead to the Triforce. Pokemon. 